0: and foes, welcome to Brushwork Podcast. My name is Stephanie Scott and today we're going over how much I paid for my art residency and how you too can save up for an art residency. Whether or not you've applied to them, gotten accepted, or you're just thinking about saving up for an art residency in the future, congratulations on picking something out. Congratulations on going to one. It's it's a huge achievement and applying for it is one, terrifying and getting it is very exciting. So, Hey, cheers to you. (laughs) This episode of Brushwork is definitely for you, because in today's episode, I'm going to be giving you a strategy that I used for paying off the cost of my November 2023 art residency at the Chateau d'Orcavaux. Back in June of 2022, I applied to go to this residency for artists and writers. It was my second time applying, and I was a little bit nervous if I'd get in, because, spoilers, I did not get in the first time I applied. (laughs) I was also nervous... If I could pay for such a magnificent trip, I had been seeing images of this art residency on Instagram for several years at this point, and I was dying to take my paintings across the pond. Luckily for me, this time they said yes. (laughs) I began looking at my finances right away. I looked at the total amount of the residency and knew that I had 18 months to ensure that I had everything paid for. The payment for this residency was broken up into three parts, one, a non refundable, deposit, and two, two other payments. <laughs> I had to consider how I was going to get the residency, the costs at home I still had to pay, and many other details for this trip to go smoothly. In today's episode, I'm going to tell you about all the details for paying a month-long art residency, the hidden costs you don't think about at first, and my strategy for not breaking the bank. Planning and saving for an art residency takes dedication and focus. It's, it's no simple feat to get this all paid for and still have the enthusiasm when it's month 11 and you'd rather buy new clothing than budget for the residency. Thinking ahead like you are is really wise and it'll keep you out of trouble. So let's dive in into what I paid for. Spoilers. More spoilers. It was a lot. I paid a lot. So let's go into the base cost of this art residency. Now, keep in mind. Some are residencies you go to, they'll pay for it for you. Some are real cheap and some are very expensive. I'm gonna consider this one to be on the more expensive sides. <laughs> the base costs include all of these things. The first being the most fundamental part, which was a four week residency that included room, board, and a studio. This was broken up into three parts. The deposit, which was due in December, six months from getting my acceptance letter, was $1,600. The second payment was due in February of $2,001.47, and the final payment was due in May $2,006.17. I also had a couple foreign transaction fees from when I was using my credit card, which came up to $32.31. That whole total is five thousand dollars six hundred and seven for the four-week residency, and that was the most base of base costs. I then had to get to the residency, right? I needed round-trip flights from Paris to Seattle because I did want to come home at some point. I decided to go to Paris a couple days before the residency start to get ahead of the jet lag. This was really important to me because I wanted to be able to start creating things basically immediately when I got to the art residency. The round-trip flights cost $1,374.55 the train to and from Paris from the Chateau was $110. So this was the train ride to the Chateau when I would, from Paris, when I got there, and then the train ride back so I could get to the airport. My hotel in Paris for a few days before the residency was $615.54. And the hotel for the day in Paris after the residency was $187.58. My total base costs For just going to this residency was $7,927.62. That's a lot, right? But that's not all because of course not, of course it's not all. It's a lot of money. And I was feeling a little trepidation before I said yes, because when I got the acceptance letter, they were like, hey, here's the cost for the residency. But then I was like, that's there's no that's not all. That's not all. Of course that's not all. It's the most basic price, but you know, you gotta bring art supplies, right? Which costs about $400 for me. I needed a food budget for my four days in Paris and for snacks for the residency because I knew that they included food but also I'm vegan and I need to make sure that I have money to pay for food in case I get in trouble and they only are serving quiches the entire trip because that would be that would be really sad for me. <laughs> you ever been allergic to eggs? It's not fun. <laughs> I needed an eSIM card for phone data I'm gonna be there for more than 30 days, so if I bought $40 worth of data, that should be enough. I also am shipping in a couple extra dollars just in case I need more. Uh, P.S. if you need an eSIM, Ariello is really handy and very, very, very helpful. I have a referral code, I'm gonna put it in the comments, but if you use S-T-E-P-H-A 6092 at checkout, you're gonna get $3 off of your eSIM purchase. How amazing was that? (laughs) I knew I was going to need a MetroCard in Paris. That would be $20. And I wanted to give myself a budget for museums and attractions for the couple days I was there before. Because your girl, she wants to go see some art. What What is an art residency trip without going to a museum, right? I'm just saying. So I gave myself $100 for that. These additional costs are $860. So my total... <laughs> y'all, my total is... $8,787.62. That's a lot. It's expensive. It's so expensive. And I was like, okay, how badly do I really want to do this? Because that's not easy to get. It's not easy to earn on top of everything else you're trying to earn for your business and for your life. Because, you know, you got rent to pay, you got mortgages, you got utilities and blah, 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 blah. So I was thinking, okay, I have 18 months between now and and when I'm going to my residency. 18 months, I can break down the cost of these things. I can get this done and save up. I decided that I'm gonna round my total up to $9,000 to give me a little bit of a wiggle room for unexpected costs while I'm on the trip. And then I got to work. Are you ready to get to work with me? <laughs> this is an important note before we get into this. During the residency, I will also have my bills to pay at home, right? The utilities, the internet, etc. This guide is for saving and does not include these expenses that need to be paid on the regular. I'm considering the cost of the residency to be extra on top of everything else that needs to be paid. So here is my strategy and here's what I did to make this work. Number one is to calculate a monthly savings goal. This is really crucial and I want you to think about doing this now. Since you're listening to this episode, I'm assuming that you're thinking about going to an art residency. So as soon as you are starting to think about going to the art residency, start saving money. Start saving money as soon as possible. I put all the funds I needed into a separate high-yield savings account so that I wouldn't be tempted to pull from it from other life expenses. And honestly, I would have been way more comfortable during this last year and a half and if I had started saving earlier. But here we are. If you are thinking about saving for an art residency, I would start with 100 bucks a month and then move up. For my art residency again, expensive. I needed $9,000 in 18 months. So your formula is to take the total amount and divide it by the month's total. (laughs) For me, I needed $500 a month every single month for 18 months. I know that saving an extra $500 a month is a lot. It's so much, right? It's a lot of extra work that you're having to do on top of your normal bills. But I was really motivated and I was like, I... I really want to go to this art residency, doing this is gonna be worth it. So I had a few smaller deadlines to hit. I knew I how to be on top of my savings goal. I needed the first $1,600 by December, the next $2,000 by February and the remaining $2,000 by May. So I got to work. I took extra jobs, I sold extra artwork, I did $500 a month and I put it in a savings account. After May, I had to prioritize getting flights and then my Airbnb for getting to Paris a few days early. I knew I needed a big amount of money to get the best deals right in May. I had just paid off the whole amount and I was thinking, okay, I need to get flights, but I've only got 300 left in the account. What do I do? So I decided to have a studio sale to get those funds quicker. It was working. It worked really well and I was able to get a good price for my travels. Because I got a big boost in money, one month I made $3,000 instead of 500 I was able to shrink my monthly savings goal from then on just a little bit, which was a nice relief to my wallet. From September 2023 to October 2023, I knew I needed to buy all the small things, the train tickets, the eSIMs, and then have the rest waiting for me in my bank account to be used from when I actually got to France in November. That's right now. <laughs> The point I'm making here is that I wasn't saving up $9,000 and then having it in an account all at once. Actually, I never saw that big number. Instead, I was rhythmatically putting in and pulling out from that savings account and paying for things by their level of priority. A brief note here, I took a few things from my regular budgeting for November and did remove them from my normal purchases. For example, my food budget, gas, and entertainment were mixed from that month's usual expenses and then directed towards my savings goal. So you have a goal now. You're like, okay, I need to make $500 a month. At least that's what I said to myself. I need to assess my current income and my current expenses to help me figure out how much extra work I need to do in order to get to that goal. The first thing to do was to look at my income, right? We're looking at your total monthly income from every source and then to look at the expenses. This is just basic budgeting, right? Listing all the expenses and making sure, okay, am I in the green already? And how much extra money do I need to be making in order for this to work out in a comfortable way? You then create your budget, right? You dedicate a specific category for the residency savings in your budget. I aimed to set aside $500 at the very beginning of the month. This means it was, you know, it's January 1st, it's February 1st, it's. It's March 1st, $500 are going into that savings account before I'm paying other bills. You need to then evaluate areas where you can cut back to free up funds from your savings goal. And that's where things start getting uncomfortable, right? You're dining out less, you're canceling infrequently used subscriptions, you have some no-spend days, or you utilize your library's entertainment resources. You do what you have to do in order to reduce. We'll get to earning more in a second here. I, I've mentioned this a couple times, but my my next point is you should open a separate savings account just for the residency. By opening up a high-yield savings account specifically for your residency, it's going to keep your money separate, reducing the temptation to spend it. And I find that this is really important for whenever I'm trying to save up money for anything, not just an art residency. By having your money in a separate spot, in a separate folder, in s- somewhere that's elsewhere from your main checking account... You're not gonna accidentally spend it. You're not gonna spend it impulsively. You'll be like, no, that's that's for my future goal, and that has a purpose, and that is assigned. It's very good. I know some people that have five or six of these savings accounts for various different things. This account can also occur a little bit of interest over time. Usually it's like half a percentage point, but it's it's something, it's kind of nice. I've been a fan of BECU lately. Automating your savings is also very helpful, right? So remember how I said on the first of the month, I was putting aside $500. I was automating that. I was saying, draw this from my account at the very beginning of the month, right after I was getting paid from the last month, you know? By automating, you're ensuring that money is set aside without fail. It keeps you really accountable because you have other bills to pay, right? And your determination is going to be super high because you're going to have a super fun time at your art residency, but only if you pay for it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so now you're like, okay, I've cut back things, and I've freed up some money for this art residency, but now we need to find additional income. Considering taking up freelance work, part-time jobs, or sometimes dreaded taking a commission, art coaching, pet sitting, delivery work, whatever you got to do, to get this money for your art residency, it's going to be great. Cutting back on costs is nice, but gaining actual additional income is really the way to work this. If you sell art, perhaps hosting an extra exhibit would be great. I did a studio sale, like I mentioned before, to great success this summer. I would also say that sharing is caring here, right? If you tell people you're selling commissions to save for your art residency, that's gonna give your collectors even more reason to hire you. They will feel that connection with you and your goals. They'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm helping her learn more about art and I want her to do better, but I also want her artwork. So, you know, it's a win-win. <laughs> they will get excited about your adventure and probably talk to you about it, which is even more motivating. <laughs> Another great tip for budgeting for anything, not just an art residency, is to have a weekly check-in on your budget. A lot of people check their budgets maybe once a month, sometimes less, and that can make looking at your finances even scarier. I I highly recommend having one day a week where you check it, and maybe it's for 10 minutes, but checking it once a week is going to keep you on track. It's going to keep you focused and honest. I have finance Fridays where every Friday around 11, I check my bank accounts, and it's very good for repeat exposure to keep me motivated and not afraid of what's going on. If you find you've saved extra money in a particular month after reviewing your weekly budget, move that surplus to the residency fund. I wouldn't reduce your monthly savings goal till you are closer to the end of your residency. Remember how I said I had $500 a month until a certain point, and then I had a big art sale? It was only after that big art sale, which happened in the 12th month that I was saving things, that I was able to reduce my monthly goal. In the event that you fall short of your monthly goal, you need to evaluate why and adjust your budget and spending habits accordingly. Falling behind of your monthly goal here is really dangerous, especially when you've put down non-refundable deposits on these residencies. I want to say something about emergency funds. It's essential to differentiate between your residency savings and an emergency fund. If you feel the need to pull from your emergency fund to finance a residency, I would really consider choosing residency farther in the future. The last thing to think about is staying motivated. And this is probably the toughest part. When it's the first month and you just have that shiny new acceptance letter, it's really easy to be motivated and to cut back eating out and to booking up an Instacart shift and whatever you got to do. But by the time it's the 11th month and you're you're struggling and you're like, I really just want to go to the coffee shop again. (laughs) It's tough. It's tough. So we got to say, stay motivated and stay focused. Here's what I did. (laughs) Here's what I did to keep me focused and on track. I kept a picture and the website up on my phone at all times. So that way, every time I went to the internet on my phone, I saw the page for the residency. I saw it daily. It served me as a reminder of my goal and it really motivated me. I was like, Oh yeah, I could do that, you know, next year. And then it was like, Oh, I get to do that in six months. And then I was like, Oh, I get to do that next month. And, Y'all, now I'm here. <laughs> you need to celebrate small milestones too. When you've reached a thousand dollars in savings, or three thousand five hundred dollars in savings, or whatever it is, acknowledge the effort you've made to get there. Right? Do something special. For me, it was pulling out a tea that I have saved. That is, <laughs> it's a Pu'er tea, and it's beautiful. It's cave aged, and it's just glorious. And it's my celebration tea. I drink it when I have something amazing to celebrate, and saving that much money it takes work and i'm proud of you for doing it <laughs> i would also have a financial goal countdown so on my little tracker that i have i had a the $9000 written out on the very first month and then i was like okay i've saved 500 i've saved 1000 i've saved 1500 and then i paid part of it right i've paid the first deposit to the art residency and then I got to just subtract from my big goal of $9,000. And then suddenly it was uh, $7,500 and that felt really good. And then you just watch the number go down and it's like, oh, it's happening. We're getting closer and closer. So having a, a goal tracker or a countdown like that is really nice. I kept it on my phone and I it's very satisfying to look at. The last thing for motivation is to be really public about it. I say this for any sort of thing you need accountability on. But consider doing vlog style videos on what you're doing and getting public support from people you know and also strangers. Maybe someone else is on a savings journey too and will cheer you on. Maybe they have tips that I haven't told you about here today that will really work for you in trying to fund an art residency. By following the structured approach and really remaining disciplined and committed to your goal, you will be well prepared to cover the cost of your desired art residency in 18 months, or maybe sooner if your cost is a lot less than mine. Good luck on paying for your art residency, and I hope you've learned from from my, my program here and what I did, saving this much for a year and a half. I'm considering doing this again just for my personal savings and not not spending it after a year and a half. We'll see. We'll see if we get there. If you are interested in this kind of content you want to hear more, I have more episodes of Brushwork coming up that are all about traveling and art residencies. I hope you like it. You can find me on Instagram. I am at stephaniescott.art. That's also my website where you can find the podcast. Make your choices, everyone. Leave a good review, a five star, a high five. Uh, hey, Stephanie, your hair looks great today. <laughs> In the comments, I would appreciate it. It helps me reach more artists. All right. That's all I've got for you today. Have a great evening. Goodbye. you